you're a sports buff, it's unlikely you would need an introduction to the Ironman Triathlon, arguably the toughest and most prestigious endurance sport worldwide. 270 events every year held across about 60-odd countries. It would be safe to say that at any given point of time, there would probably be an Ironman event happening in some part of the world. That's the beauty of the model of the largest sports participation platform globally. Its attractiveness evident with advance taking over Ironman from Wonder Group for $730 million just recently in July 2020. Which is why the current pandemic that has brought almost all of its races to a standstill since February has been completely unanticipated and the biggest crisis that has hit the iconic sports since its establishment about four decades ago. In this first segment with Jeff Meyer, MD Ironman Asia, we dive into the measures taken by Ironman globally for conducting the handful of physical races worldwide, the learnings from these very few Ironman events conducted so far and the status of the Ironman races to be held in the immediate future. You're listening to the Keep It Alive series by Toxics Alive. I'm Sonaina, and let's get on with this very interesting conversation. Hey, Jeff, welcome again to Toxics Alive. Thank you. It's great to be back. Yeah, I mean, it's about two years, and would have thought that we would be wow. conversing about these unprecedented, you know, um, situation and times that we are in right now. Yeah, I don't think anyone picked, uh, picked this scenario, that's for sure. Um, I definitely didn't. And yeah. you start to sort of really dislike that word unprecedented. So how have you been coping? I mean, to head, um, I think, one of the largest sports organizations in terms of participation, the platform that Ironman is in APAC, that itself must be really crazy, right? I mean, how have you been coping? Um, yeah, look, it's been crazy. I mean... You sort of, I suppose you've got to get used to it. But like everyone around the world, you know, there's a level of frustration, right. there's a level of level of sort of being depressed about the whole thing. But at the end of the day, you've just got to get on and, and, and get with it. I mean, there's there's some sort of positives in regards that, you know, normally a third of the year I'm, I'm travelling to events and, and I'm off away from my family. This is the, the most time I've ever spent right. with my family, um, you know, in the last sort of 18 years. So... Um, that's a real positive. Um, but, yeah, look, it, it's, it's been tough all around, um, you know, being in lockdown and all those kind of things and not being able to do the passions that, um, you know, that everyone wants to do and get out there and just, you know, live a normal life. It's, 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 it's been hard. In fact, you mentioned, we would have imagined, at least I thought, that, you know, the only, uh, how many, 235 events across 55 countries that um, Ironman uh, conducts. Is, is yeah. it at, almost at a standstill? Pretty much. I mean, we. I mean, we're, I think we're up to about 270 events um, over 60 odd countries. But um, but yeah, it, it, since February, it's basically come to a standstill. Right. Um, it's it's been really hard. I mean, that's been the hardest part of, of sort of not knowing. I mean, we all thought this was going to be a three month mm-hmm. thing or a six month thing. So we were constantly in the process of. of you know, postponing events to the third and fourth quarters of, of this year, but obviously that just hasn't eventuated and it's been difficult because you, you keep on, oh, next week will be okay, next week will be okay, but we're obviously in a situation now that we're, we know that 2020 is, is basically, you know, 
it is what it is, it's a write-off. And even in the beginning of 2021, you start looking at that going, hey, when a, when a border's going to open up, when a plane's going to be able to fly, all those kind of scenarios. So we're still in the depths of it. But, you know, out of the 270 events that um, we run globally, if we get more than 10 this year, um, that will probably be doing very well. We did have our first events um, last weekend. So for, for yeah. my, my region, we had Ironman 70.3 in Taiwan. Now, Taiwan has done very well with the virus and is, is basically okay. untouched. So that, you know, we put a lot of precautions in there, but we it, it's basically back to normal. Um, and then we also have the Sunshine Coast um, Ironman 7.3 in Queensland. Now, there's borders closed between Queensland and New South Wales and Victoria, so that was mainly a just a localised Queensland event. Um, but mm. it, this is the start, you know, this is the start of getting out of this, you know, sort of big hole that we're in. Um, mm. If we can start getting, you know, events, even though they're smaller, um, yeah. work and the governments can see that they can be run safely, then we can start, um, you know, hopefully putting on more and more events into the future. But it varies from country to country. What's the biggest challenge in terms of getting this thing on board? One must be government approvals. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's so many challenges, you know, um, that we've been facing. Again, we didn't think it would be going so long. So, you know, you're always postponing instead of cancelling. Um, you know, working with every government, we've, we've come up globally with a COVID safe plan, which is, you know, yay thick, um, every aspect of what we do from, you know, from the start line to the aid stations to the finish line and how, and all our functions and, and registration processes and how we can social distance in all of those areas. I mean, I won't bore you with the detail, but we've had to put all those in place and get them signed off by governments and their health authorities to basically say, well, in these circumstances, we can run a safe event. Um, but the, I suppose the other big challenges is, look, I, I physically haven't been face-to-face with my staff um, since since February, um, pretty much. We, I see them every day like where we are on, on video conference, so to speak. Um, but, you know, it, it's a lot different than sitting around, say, a, a table and just seeing how we can do things and and working together on a daily basis, um, you know, a lot Especially of Especially in events, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're, we're not an IT company that can go off and just do things. We're very much, a, you know, a cohesive sort of group that works interactively and, and um, you know, that needs that sort of face-to-face contact. So that's, that's also been very difficult to be trying to do this virtually as well. You said you uh, did it in Taiwan, so it's... it's what are the learnings how was it i mean and how do you even come about planning the entire thing you know sitting here you're in singapore your entire mm. team out there you need your local vendors i mean it's a community of sorts how do you yeah. how did you work around it well look it's very it's difficult um we obviously have a local team in taiwan usually my staff here in singapore will fly over and, and back that team up and the like of that we can't do that at the moment. We're not allowed to sort of fly in and out. Um, so it was self-reliant on the local team, which is a good team. It's a very strong team and they did a great job. Um, we definitely were working with the local government agencies there in regards to what restrictions we had to abide by. But I think we we ended up going an extra, um, you know, a couple of, couple of steps, so to speak, 
in regards to what our global COVID safe plans were and, and what we initiated. Because again, each country is at different levels and, and Taiwan, um, you know, touch wood, they've been very lucky and they're pretty much on, um, they're on a normal day-to-day sort of reality. Um, you know, they're having concerts and music concerts and things like that for, you know, 10,000 people. Um, you know, we put in more restrictions than what, what, what was needed there. Um, just because we wanted to be seen, obviously, to be doing the right thing and, you know, have no sort of, you know, um, you know negative feedback. But, you know, it all went very well. It was very positively, um, you know, run um, and the feedback's been great. So that, that's, that's great. Whereas Queensland on the other side, they're a lot, you know, they have got a lot more sort of COVID cases further down in Victoria. So that's why they've got borders closed and the like, but they were, uh, there's a lot more you know, stricter measures put in place in how we ran that event um, and how we minimised the contact, you know, from everything from everyone had specified registration times that they would come and, and register so we could minimise you know, how many people were about. They all had very much you know, slow, long rolling, um, uh, swim rolling starts. So that you know, people were very much spread out, and again, they were. Right. So it, you know, the whole process. I mean, we we you know, um, we were encouraging people to sort of even take their own um, sort of uh, you know water and nutrition and, and that kind of thing. So there was a little less impact on aid stations. Aid, aid stations were sort of self-help instead of having you know volunteers handing things out and all those kind of things. So. Again, reducing the impact of person to person contact. Right. Um, but again, that was, you know, it was very well done. Um, you know, we minimised crowds, we minimised, you know, all those kind of um, bits and pieces. So, um, and it worked well. It worked well and it and proved that it can be done. Um, but again, you know, some governments, you know, in the US, our first event, you know, I think, is not until about the end, you know, mid to end of October, and that's still, you know, not a hundred percent. Yeah. So every every country is at a different level at this point in time, and mm. where we can do events, you know, is very different. But you know, Taiwan is usually a fifty percent international event, fifty percent local, fifty percent international. So obviously. Mm. It was only half the normal field that was competing, but again. How many competed? I mean, how many were there? Um, it was just under a thousand people that, that competed across okay. the year again. So normally you would have, you know, two and two thousand, you know. Right. So, yeah. so that's, you know, that, that makes it harder from a financial perspective. But again, just getting events up and running and getting people out and about and, and basically working with governments to be able to do this is, is you know, the way forward because we've, you know, we've, got to, we've got to start getting events back up and running. Yeah, but I mean, at least this is acting, perhaps will act as a case study that you can, this can happen, right? Of course, I think each and every country will come with its different sets of challenges. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. I think it's the first time, Baron, because uh, if you look at Iron Man, I think at any given point of time, there is always an event happening in some part of the world. Yeah. And you have these very, very uh, passionate athletes who've, uh, in the hope that, okay, Iron Man might happen here, they, they have actually booked two, three races. Um, I think more than a couple of races. Yeah. Just hoping that, you know, they get to compete in something or the other. That's the kind of enthusiasm. No one saw this 
you know, sort of happening. No one saw how long it was going to affect our lives for. Um, so obviously people were sort of going about their normal planning and, and most of our Ironman sort of athletes might might do a couple of 70.3s leading into a full distance Ironman and that's that's their sort of racing for the year. So a lot of people were planning that and obviously, you know, one by one the races kept on falling over or getting postponed. So that, that sort of was changing things. Which is really difficult, but look, I think the athletes have been fantastic in regards that they understand. They understand right. what's going on globally. They understand that we, you know we we can't just run these events. We've got to be seen. We've got to be doing the right thing. Um, so they're you know they've been very good in regards to sort of understanding that you know we're going to push them back to the same event for next year, or they have another choice to race in, in the other countries depending on when we start to open up. So. Um, you know, they've been good and we've, we've tried to give them as, as many op, you know, options as possible.